Hey beauties, have you joined our subscription Dear Body yet? The Dear Body subscription is a journey of self-love and well-being. With weekly journal prompts and monthly assignments, it's a time to pause and take some time for you to reflect and get in tune with your body, mind, and spirit. Plus, as a subscriber, you get 50% off any online or in-person workshops, exclusive content, a subscriber badge, and access to our exclusive social channel. We believe in a holistic approach to self-love while we reclaim our bodies, rediscover our self-worth, and redefine beauty. So join us and subscribe to Dear Body today. You can access it through our Instagram page. I hope to see you there. Hi, beauties. This is the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so grateful to have you part of the conversation. Hi, beauties. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 7. This episode is the first of my new series, Going Beyond with Bridget. Going Beyond is a series within my podcast where I'm going to give you a little bit more of a personal view into my life. I'll be sharing about some of my experiences and solo reflections, and then also just chit-chatting with some of my good friends and my family. You've inspired me to do this series through your messages, so thank you. I've received messages about sharing more about some of my resilience that I've gotten from losing so much in a short amount of time, more of my mental health journey more of a glimpse into the modeling world. And then I'm going to share a little bit more about my perimenopause hormone journey because it's a big conversation right now. So for my first one, I am chatting with one of my best, best friends, Danny Vuvalidis. She is truly my soul sister. Since the moment we met in Miami Beach modeling, we've really been inseparable. She was 18, I was, I think I was turning 20, but we've also lived in LA, in New York City together after that, and we've just been through everything. We laugh so much together. We've had the most fun and just some of the best times together, and we've also been through some of the hardest times together. I love her so, so much. She is one of those friends I've consistently turned to when it comes to any health concerns and definitely anything to do with pregnancy, miscarriages, hormones, and nutrition because she's really an expert in those areas. Danny is a holistic health coach and founder of The Barefoot Nutritionist, and she believes that you know your body best, but that we really have to learn to listen to our bodies to achieve optimal wellness. And I can tell you that she is a walking and breathing example of this. She teaches me every day how to listen to my own body better. We are both graduates of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Danielle is a certified birth doula, and she's also a registered Hatha yoga teacher. She teaches workshops and works in various schools in California, and she's currently deepening her studies in functional medicine. Today, we brought a conversation to you guys that we would have been having ourselves. We dive into hormones, perimenopause, and food intolerances. This episode is still fairly information-based, but don't worry, I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of life soon. I hope you enjoy this first episode of Going Beyond. Going Beyond. 
Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, but it has this like thing in front of your face right now that says this meeting is being recorded. So you have to accept it. (laughs) This is going to be good. Uh, Hello, everybody. I am very excited. This is my first going beyond with Bridget. Today, I am here with my sister from another mister, Danielle Vuvulidis. I met Danny a really long time ago. Well, I met her, God, how many years now? For 26? Yeah, I think so. 26. So yeah, so we met, to give you guys a little history, um, we met in Miami Beach. We were both modeling. We were with Michelle Pommier Models. And there was a casting off the beach because at that time we just like rode our bikes and walked everywhere. Um, But there was a casting a little far. So our booker connected us and he was like, this girl, Danielle is going to drive you to your casting, got in her car and we um, hit it off. And like, we basically were inseparable after that day, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it feel like I don't even remember like a separation after I just remember us meeting and that was it. I know. Love it. Our, <laughs> I do remember being like a little intrigued with you. I was like, she seems awesome. And like a little bit like what's going on with her right now. <laughs> Your car was like, you're like doing five okay. things as you're driving. Like, <laughs> I was like, this that is going to be exciting. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. I'm like the exact same way still doing you 20 things at my, at once. And my car is a mess. And yes. And you like get it all done somehow. Somehow. Yes. So Danielle has four kids and how many dogs do you have now? We have, <laughs> she has a count. She doesn't even know I how many dogs she has. Um, we have three of our own dogs and one cat. Logan got a cat um, who I'm obsessed with. We're all obsessed with. Aww. It's so cute. Is it so um, cute? so cute like seeing the shepherds play with our little kitten is like the cutest thing i've ever seen like i it's love really- that and is, they- is the kitten gonna stay like white because it's like pretty white right now pretty white she's getting more gray she has these like piercing blue eyes like they're the prettiest eyes you've ever seen um yeah. she's gonna get more gray but be mostly white with some gray how I sweet yeah, i love that like totally crazy like so totally cool. crazy. But the other day, Landon said, um, I was like, did we just get like a super crazy cat? And he was like, I mean, mom, she has to be crazy to fit in this family. So True. I think you're right. We we like survive, it's, survive. It's, it's so funny because for as close as we are, you're like, you fully thrive with chaos. And I'm like, I need a Zen quiet. I need alone time now. Like we're definitely different in that area. I was watching a movie with the kids the other day and um, someone in the movie said something about that, that they like need the chaos to find calm. Mm. Like, oh my God, that is so me. Yeah. Yeah. So I me. totally, I don't know if that's healthy. I mean, I don't know if I'm healthy. Who's healthy? What's healthy, right? Exactly. We just got to like do what works for us. Yeah, exactly. 
Mm -hmm. Like whatever makes you feel grounded and you feel centered. Um, Okay. So today I think we're going to chat a little bit about a topic that there's just not enough of us talking about Um, perimenopause, menopause, kind of going through all those hormone changes. Um, And I want to dive into just like the gut brain health a little bit and like food intolerances. So I, to give you guys a little history, I um, just had all my food intolerances checked, basically all my allergies and everything. And my list of intolerances is pretty high. So I called Danny because she's a health coach and uh, I was like, I need your help. So we had a, we had a little session and I was like, we need to record this because other people need to know about this. But um, so we'll dive into that too. But what do you feel like people are talking about right now? Like our friends, I was just talking to one of our friends. I'll keep her name private, but she's like, my stomach's changing and she's feeling it physically, but she's also feeling it emotionally because I think it's hard. And I was, when I was talking to her, I was telling her when I started going through all my hormone stuff. So I, to give you guys a little history, I stopped getting a period about four months ago. I mean, sorry, four years ago. Um, I had lost twins at five and a half months and I had like kind of a weird cycle for a little while. And then I just never got a period again. And I went into what, um, the doctors are calling trauma menopause basically. So it's like mimics menopause and I've had all the same symptoms, but it has been a journey to where I am now. I'm still kind of like tweaking my hormones and like figuring out what's working for me. But I was telling her, my friend that I said, I totally understand how you feel because especially like myself, Danielle, our kind of group of friends, like we're pretty healthy. Like we like to be kind to our body and like give it good hydration and sleep and nutrients and movement. So we're not like extreme, but I always, before that point in my life, I always knew sort of like what my normal was. I could come back to my normal. Like I might've went off of it and like, you know, ate pizza for a full weekend or did whatever, you know, but then I'd be like, okay, let's go back to normal. What makes me feel good? And I couldn't get back to that. And that's how she feels right now. She's like, I don't know, you know, like, like it, I feel out of control. Like it's like, it's a scary feeling a little bit. So like, what do you think? Let's just start with like, what do you think we should be talking about more? I think we should be talking more about this. I, I think that it's, it's one of those like taboo things that women just don't talk about as much. And I think like, you know, we're all getting to that age where we're all starting to experience this. And like, like, I mean, I, with, you know, with what I went to school for the amount I know about women's nutrition, that I don't know that much about this part. And I'm like, why don't I know more about this? And like, why my studies have like, why wasn't this covered more when I even you know, did a course specializing in hormones. It really wasn't covered. Um, I mean, 
look, I work with mostly pregnant women postpartum. So that is different, but still there's not enough information. And I love I what you said about that. I feel like what's hard about this period is that one, it lasts a really long time. Yeah. And during that time, it changes a lot. Like even, you know, what might work one year may not work the next year with your hormones. And it's so it's like constantly a, a little bit of a roller coaster and you, you know, hope to get to a place where you're, you know, more consistent and stable, which you will. And, you know, finding a great doctor and also, you know, working with a nutritionist and, and, um, you know, focusing on all the things that we do already, like focusing on sleep and getting good nutrition and supplements. And there are a lot of supplements out there that help, but then even there's a lot of misinformation about doing hormones. And yeah, that's what I'm learning right now. So many people come to me Hmm. and they're like, I would never do hormones. Like they're so bad. They cause this, this, and this. But when you actually look at the studies, they're actually pretty good. And and they're debunking a lot of those studies now. There was like a few studies. I think I do not have the stats, right? So don't quote me, but like, I think there's a few studies maybe in the early eighties that really scared women into taking any hormone replacement. So I work with a naturopath who's also a gynecologist. And um, we, at first our goal was like, okay, we're going to try this natural. And when we got all my um, labs back, she's like, you can't go the natural route. Like your body is so deficient that it's going to start breaking down. And I was, I was not okay. I was not okay mentally. I was sweating all the time. I wasn't sleeping. I had no energy. I was just, I was kind of a disaster, you know? So I have seen firsthand the benefit and she, we've, so I've talked to her a lot about it because obviously that's like the first concern. I'm like, well, isn't this bad for me? And like, I even went to my general doctor for a physical and he right away was brought, he brought up the cancer. So it's even like, I don't know. Yeah. We have to change that. Something interesting that I think you said that is, I think one of the most confusing parts of all of this is you said like, we go through all these changes, like we're having babies, right. And we're having pregnancies. And then I think part of the problem is like, you have, if you, if you're having kids, you know, we're going to talk about that because we're both mothers and we had multiple pregnancies. So that's something we can relate to. But so if you have these pregnancies, you have your, you have a baby, you have another baby, you have a miscarriage, whatever your journey is. Typically when you're coming out of that and Danielle, you can talk about this more. It's like, it takes your body a really long time to go back to its normal, right? So you might, if you're lucky, get a couple of years of that normal, but then right around the corner is this perimenopause time. And I think that's partly why it's so confusing is like, we've kind of had a little bit of like normal, whatever our normal is, maybe let's just say from like, 20 to 30 or 35 or like those you have like a maybe a chunk of 10 years where you're like all right I've been like pretty stable and then all of a sudden it's like nope like things are about to change and we 
like you said, you studied, that's what you're an expert in is pre and postpartum. But then what happens after that? And I think that's sort of like the gap that we're not talking about. And then we're like, I have my girlfriends all the time be like, I think I have a disease. I think I'm dying. I think like I have eczema all over my body. This is happening. And I'm like, I think it's perimenopause. I'm not positive. Like go to the doctor, but I think you're having perimenopause. I know so many women like that, that think that there's, there's something seriously wrong with them. And that, and because these, I mean, perimenopause can start also at so many different ages and start early. And I think it's also really hard when you're in tune with your body. Um, it can be really scary because you're like, I know something's wrong and, and it can take a long time to figure it out. Like a really look at how long it's taken you to get to a play. I I mean, where you are starting to feel good, you know, getting the right dosage of your hormones and, and And finding the right doctors don't stop. Like you gotta go to the next doctor. If the other, that other doctor is not working. It took me uh, like two, three years just to get the right doctors. I just want to throw that out there because I think we can stop. And like, there was a few doctors I went to that was just kind of like, this is the way it is. This is just the way it is. Have fun. (laughs) No, I'm miserable. That's so important because, you know, Hmm. the way that our health system is set up, It's, you know, doctors don't have a lot of time to spend with you and, you know, there's standard of care and, you know, we can't treat every woman the same way, not the same amount of hormones is going to work for, you know, me versus you. And so it's finding doctors that will, you know, take the time to work with you and find the right dosage and, um, and really get you feeling better again. It's so true. And support you you through this because as I said, it's, you know, even when you find the right cocktail of hormones and um, it still changes. Mm -hmm. And so having one that, you know, can stay with you, but you do have to be your own, your advocate, unfortunately, you know, and if you don't feel right, you have to keep, you know, going back. I still don't feel right. You need to do more tests or move on to the next provider. And, and this is why more women need to be talking about it so that we can all help each other say, you know, well, this worked for me. Did you try this yet? Or, you know, I met with this doctor, I met with this naturopath or, um, it's hard. Yeah. And then, you know, we're, we're privileged that we can go to those plates, you know, that we yeah. have access to the doctors that Absolutely. we do or the healthcare providers that we do. Um, and that's why I feel like sharing more knowledge with, there's not people that are going to be able to go to the natural path. You know, I wish that they could, I wish that that was funded and, you know, covered, um, and that that be standard of care, mm -hmm. but that's why education is key. And that at least, you know, getting the education out there for women to help empower them to, you know, to keep going back and keep standing up for themselves and to find, to know that they're not crazy, that, you know, there is something really wrong. I mean, when your, your hormones, the way that they impact you physically and mentally, and this period is a whole different ballgame. 
Did you know that um, the word hysterectomy came from women being hysterical? I'm saying that with quotes because they were like, they're crazy. Let's just take out some organs. Like they're being nuts. Let's lock them up, you know? And uh, that's the thing too. There's like so many women on, you know, and zero judgment. I've it might be on some too. Like, it's like they're on something that's helping their mental health because it's such a challenging time until you find what's like, you need to fill the gap with something. And, um, I can tell you like my mental health four years ago till now is completely different because now I'm like you said, like starting to figure out what, I was deficient in and it was all my hormones and that of course affects your mental health. But, um, I think if you're having, if we're having mental health issues, we do need to look at the whole system, like what's going on. You know, it's not just depression or anxiety. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Like what's underlying. It's not just, you know, putting a bandaid on the symptoms it's, you know, really getting to the root of what's causing mm-hmm. the amount. I think also it's important to say, like, we're talking about hormones because I'm, I'm on them because my body needs them. But um, there is a lot of natural things that you can do to help yourself if you're starting to go through perimenopause or having, you know, maybe shorter cycles or longer cycles. Um, and that's where either a doctor or Danielle, like somebody like you can like help say, okay, maybe you can add like a little more flax in your flaxseed in your smoothie or don't beat yourself up at the gym anymore. Like that's something I really had to learn as like my hormones changed too. Like my body didn't want those like crazy hit workouts anymore. It wants something a little bit easier and like um because I was stressing myself out. So it's like getting that whole support of like all the different things you can kind of do naturally as well, which I always think you should start with that. Because 100%, And I think it's, it goes back to um, listening to your body. Yeah. You know, simply listening to your body. And I feel like, you know, you're so good at that. And like, you knew there was a reason why you didn't want to do those intense workouts anymore. And your body will tell you what it needs one way or it's another. So like sometimes true. it has to, Sometimes our bodies have to scream at us to get us to listen. And, but it, I mean, if you, if you listen, it really will tell you what it needs. It's so true. You have to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Such a hard time. And that's, that's not always easy. Yeah. But it is the, it is tuning in and listening. And there will be times I think throughout our lives where it's, uh, more needed. It's a time where you, where you really have to listen because then it's scary and it's confusing and you feel out of control. And, and also like, I think part of the bummer of like the perimenopause menopause part is you kind of don't, well, it's not considered sexy, obviously. It's very much like and you start to feel that and it's like, it's, it can be a bummer. So I think if we could, I don't know, like make it a little more normal. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, just somehow, yeah. yeah. Normalizing it by, you know what? Like we are getting to this next stage. Yeah. You know, and being able to just be open about that and embracing this next stage and mm-hmm. we've life to live still. And it is just another, I mean, I feel like, I, I mean, we're I, not I dying. We're not dying. We're still sexy people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it is, it, it's, it's embracing this next phase of our life. And, yeah. it, you know, look, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, for me, like it starts with like, whenever Danielle's in her car, by the way, Sorry, she's hiding, me. she's hiding from her kids and her dogs. Yes, I am. I'm hiding from everybody. And we had a hurricane and it was crazy. And we have leaks all over our office. So it was... Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Everything got soaked. When did that happen? Um, Sunday. I know. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I didn't even know that. I know. We had a hurricane and an earthquake the same day. It was... Oh my God. What is happening? Okay. That's a different... global warming is not happening. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Global warming is not happening now. um, wait, where were we? What were you saying? I don't remember. I totally interrupted you. Totally it's your a, car's fault. I know, um, it's a total moment. Oh, we were um, talking about like, not like it's, a, it's like our next stage of life. We're not dying. We're still no, hot. And, and, um, <laughs> you know, finding, we are and finding a way to embrace it. And, and again, getting, finding empowerment by listening to our bodies and, and, you know, figuring, knowing that there is help and that you will feel there is, you know, you can get the support that you need. You can help by whether it's medicine, by nutrition, um, you know, self-care, doing all of these things, you can, you will start to feel better. It's really cool. Out on the outside. Yeah. It's also, I think like, really awesome when you get really in tune with your body when you really are listening to it day in and day out and you almost form this like beautiful relationship with it yeah it's kind of awesome and I think these times are like opportunities for that if we can look at it that way you know a hundred percent oh this is what I was going to say earlier is that um you know, when you go through pregnancy, right? It's like this first time that there's something happening inside of us. Like our bodies just know what to do with, with Mm -hmm. or without us in anything without us, you know, taking our prenatals, eating well, like all this, you know, our bodies are just going to do, our bodies know how to do this. But I feel like it is that first time where, you know, a lot of people start really focusing on nutrition and, you know, slowing down and listening to their bodies and, and so true. it's like that first phase that you, mm-hmm. that, you know, that we start to enter. Right. And then there's postpartum, which is a whole other thing of, of dealing. And I feel like for many women that choose to have kids and go through that, that first there's pregnancy and the hormone changes that happen with that, which are huge. And then there's postpartum. And these are kind of the first times in our lives that we experience these big shifts, right? With hormones. And then it comes perimenopause and menopause, and it's even a bigger one. 
And in some ways, I, I feel like way more unsettling because we, it is a long, a much longer process and it isn't the same way for everybody. Nope. It totally is so different Which for everyone. I mean, really unsettling, especially for people that might already be prone to anxiety, or even when you do know your body really well, it throws you because you're yeah. like, I know my body really well. And these things normally work and they have for years. And then all of a sudden, all these, you know, things you've been doing don't work anymore. Is someone coming to your car? Yeah. <laughs> there is a child coming to her car. <laughs> pause for one moment so quickly and then we're gonna finish up but these food intolerances that I'm having do you think some of that could be hormone related I was just thinking this yeah and that's why I said to you doing your hormones or doing your when you check your when we get our allergies testing done, did you get blood work or did you get the, like where they prick your back? Um, she pricked my finger. Okay. Well, I okay. actually pricked my own finger and sent it okay. in. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Which one did you do? Did you do Everly? Mm, no, I think it starts with a G. Okay. I know you sent it to me. Yeah. Um, but so those change. And when we do those, I like, I knew the moment you text me and you were like, oh my God, I have so many allergies. So many things come back that show foods we love and foods Mm -hmm. that are great for us. Good for us too. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and again, Mm -hmm. you know, what shows up now and you do it again might be different. I mean, it's, it's all we, even that's changing, obviously significant allergies. That's a different thing, but yeah. Um, like my gluten you, allergy, like your gluten allergy. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a pretty that's big a fun one. one. As, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that? Been? Not horrible. Okay. Not horrible. Easier, easier than you thought or. Um, I would say yes. Um, I haven't been like a hundred percent strict yet because I just feel like if I do that, then I'm going to like throw myself into like disordered eating and I don't want to do that. So, but I would say I'm like 90% gluten-free right now. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. That's, and then I cut out peanuts. I cut out almond. Um, I have to ask you about my protein powder that I put in. So we'll talk about that later. Do you have a protein powder you love? Again, I, that's depends on the person. Yeah. Um, Okay. We'll talk about that. If you like, I love, um, be well by Kelly. I love her protein powders. They're so clean Mm. and just a few ingredients and you can do a plant protein or, um, you can, uh, but all of her, there's even an unflavored protein that she has that my kids love. Oh, interesting. And that okay. Ooh, I'm going to check that out. I, I really like how clean her, and I like, I do like Chuvani too. I love okay. the chocolate plant protein powder by Chuvani. Chuvani. Okay. Um, wait, I love how you like bridge that gap between doctors and like what we need to do, because even though 
like I did this all through my naturopath. Like she didn't have time to, and I, I have my holistic health, you know, like I know a lot of this stuff and I still was like, I need help. Like, can you just help me guide me a little? Like, I didn't know soy sauce had gluten. Yeah. Is that a, is that an obvious one? Am I just living on? No, it's no. not right. Yeah, I would absolutely. never have thought. Um, there's, yeah. there's a lot that, um, and especially with gluten, like I said to you, that's a tricky one. That's yeah. a really tricky because there's a lot of sauces and different things that when we go to restaurants, you, if you don't tell them you have an allergy, um, and even sometimes when you go to restaurants, people have no idea. They just think of like, oh, it's bread or, you know, yeah. it's pasta, like, and they don't even, you know, know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that was fault. They don't know because unless you have a real food allergy, why would you know? Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, but to your point of that, what, what I was saying to you the other day is that there's so many people like, look how like experienced you are, you've, you know, gone to school for nutrition also, and there still isn't, unfortunately, like the way our medical system set up is that doctors don't have enough time and it's not their fault. They just don't have enough time to sit with you. And so that's where health coaches come in because yeah. they bridge that gap with the patient and the doctor, and Yeah, they, you know, help support the doctor and ho- help support the patient. And that's why a lot more practices, whether it's functional medicine, even, you know, hospitals, doctors are bringing in health coaches because it's helping. I wish that that kind of stuff was covered by insurance, you know, well, they're, they're trying to change that. They are right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We need that. A lot of strides. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then I think my last thing I'll just mention on there is um, right now, the state of my current stomach, um, it cannot be like absorbing my hormones the way it should be. And that's a real big motivation for me to kind of get these sort of intolerances in a better place, I would say. Um, so I'm curious to see how that changes too. And that's like another thing I'm going to kind of have to watch. So, um, especially with the bigger allergens, you know, like gluten can really affect your gut. Yeah. And so that especially even just like we talked about, like when you get these allergy tests back, you know, slowing down, starting with the major allergens and, you know, gluten for sure being your biggest one in your testing and, and starting there and which is already a big one to start with. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you will see the biggest impact in your health by removing that one. Yeah. I met someone the other night. She was telling me that she removed gluten and it was like the best thing she's ever done for herself. She's like, I know I didn't want to do it either. And I had to, and I just couldn't believe the difference. So. And that's one that is, and also like that's, that's right for her and that's right for you and not everybody, you know, totally. Yeah. It's like, and people, you you know, you guys are removing it for an allergy and yeah. I mean, I was having stomach issues, you know, and my daughter and like, so it was obvious. So it was like something, something needs to change. Um, 
you listen to your body and you knew Mm -hmm. that. And I do feel, and I said this to you, that even though it's overwhelming at first, and then, but once you start to see improvements and once you start to feel better, you don't even think twice about it. Like I've been gluten-free because of an allergy for almost 13 years now. And have you um, really? Uh huh. Because after Logan, so after I had my second, um, I did not know what was wrong with me. My joints were hurting. I was losing weight. I felt like I couldn't, like nothing could stay in me. Like I was like, I'm not getting any nutrients by what I'm eating. And I was getting tested for all these autoimmunes, like um, arthritis, like all these things, like my nails were breaking, like every, it was literally like my nutrients were just completely getting sucked out of me. And finally, after upper endoscopy, all this testing, it came back, you know, that I had an allergy, gluten allergy. And so it's been a long time for me. And, um, and I remember being overwhelmed and scared about it at first. I'm like, what is this going to look like? And what do I eat? And, but, you know, there are so many great products out there that you can like still eat pizza that's gluten-free or pasta yeah. or, like, and get all that. There's so many good um, supplement or, you know, that you can eat. And, um, but now I don't even think twice about it. Like there's not you know, every once in a while, one of my kids might be like, mom, you can't just like have a, you know, bite of this. I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'll have mine. And, and I don't even like, I don't feel bad or like I'm missing out at anything. Yeah. God, I can't believe it's already been 13 years. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Long time. time flies. I'm really flies. Okay. We have to go because we'll talk forever, but what's one thing before we jump off, um, that you want to tell anybody going through perimenopause right now to give yourself grace because it's, it's scary and, you know, don't be afraid to talk about it. And, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, like you said, it's not that sexy time. It's not, you know, we're, it's like, we're entering this next phase, but it's, you know, oh, I'm aging. It's perimenopause. It's menopause. Like, I feel like, no, we're too young to go through that, but we're not like this. I mean, it starts years before even the age that we're at now. Um, We can't give up. We gotta like... Uh, figure and, out what's going to make us feel the best through this period because it's happening. We can't stop it. So how are we going to feel the best? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And embrace it and give yourself grace. What's um what's one way you stay in tune with your body? I feel like you're so good at that. I feel like I'm overly sensitive to my body (laughs) to where I, and, um, you know, which can be problematic sometimes because I feel like I feel things so much and just Mm -hmm. kind of all actually have, but, um, are you always sort of checking in? Yeah. Like noticing, you know, when you're, when you are craving something like really listen to that and don't Mm -hmm. judge. Yeah. Yeah, you d- you're good at that. You don't judge it. No, like really and and yeah, like just listening to like really trying to listen to your cravings, 
listen to your body. If you're wanting to slow down for a reason, don't like, you know, how you were experiencing, like, then let yourself slow down. And again, like trying to get back to a place that you don't judge and that you, yeah, how we feel after we eat, how we're feeling emotionally. Um, these are all signs that our bodies are telling us. They're giving us these little signs all the time. But yeah. we do have them. And the more that you listen, that's how we become more in tune. We're like, oh, I felt this way after I ate this. Or, you know what? I'm having anxiety right now, but what's under that anxiety? What's happening? You know, why is my body having anxiety right now? It's trying to tell me something. There's something yeah. that doesn't, there's something that's happening that I don't feel right about. I also think like, our bodies are fluid and they're supposed to be fluid. They're supposed to be ebbing and flowing and changing. And we have sort of learned through messaging that it's like, they're supposed to be, you know, like robots It's static and like a perfect size and a perfect shape. And like, that's not really how bodies work. So, and the reason why I thought about that is like with the workout, it's like, you know, I had to slow my workouts down. There was like a while where I was hardly working out. And if you know me, I have always worked out. I like was a big dancer. I was a personal trainer. I feel really good when I'm like, I get a sweaty workout and I'm back to that a little bit. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do like a crazy hit class anymore, but I'm doing like boot camp classes and sweaty yoga and like, cause now my body can do it again. So it's like, also remembering that maybe I'm in a stage where, you know, my body just wants walks, but it doesn't mean later it's not going to want something else. And that is okay. You know, I love you said it is fluid because what, and I'm always saying to people that, you know, what works right now may not work in three months, may not work in six months. And, you know, it's, it's totally constantly changing be and especially for women with our hormones and Mm -hmm. it's always absolutely I'm also like trying to talk to even like the college age girls like um their bodies are changing it's like they think like oh they're at college and they're you know gaining the like freshman 10 sometimes Mm -hmm. their bodies are changing because it's starting to prep for babies. Like not everyone's have, most of us aren't having babies that early anymore, but like our bodies are still like, that's the time they're calling it the second puberty. Have you heard that yet? Yes. That's so yes. cool. I'm like, yeah. And I'm glad that. that that's becoming a thing now because they also go through it too, where they're like, what, what's happening? Why, why am I gaining like a little bit of weight? And you know, I hate the, I hate the saying the freshman 10. I know. Same. Yeah. To your point of that, it's not something it's it's putting that blame on them. It's like, it's not something these poor girls are doing. We're always blaming ourselves. Like, why can't I do the hit workout? Why did I, you know, why am I gaining weight? What am I doing wrong? Am I not strict enough? Like, no, let's get rid of all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. I love you. I love you. So you come back and chat again. Of course. We can talk about like we always chat nonstop. Talk about like kids and being moms and trying to like have our own things kids and nutrition. in life. Kids, <laughs> kids and nutrition. Talk, kids and nutrition could be a good uh, one. we could. That's a big one I'm dealing dealing with right now with Scar. Really big yeah. one. 
Yeah. Okay. I love These you. are harder than any client I've ever had. <laughs> they are, right? Yeah. Wait, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to like follow along. Um, my website you is should. Um, the barefoot nutritionist at gmail.com or sorry, at, at www.thebarefootnutritionist.com. Uh, start then, over, start um, over. <laughs> I know. Sorry, that was like, really long. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can edit that. Um, <laughs> or not. Okay, um, or not. Um, my Instagram is the barefoot nutritionist. I know it's very long. And um, my website is thebarefootnutritionist.com. Okay. And you can sign up and join my list and my mailing list and let you know everything that I have going on. I love but it. And you, you're really good at educating too. Yeah. And showing us like really crazy videos of births. You do that yeah. too. Yeah, I do. I should, I should add those warnings. I hate those warnings though. That my daughter on. will be like, what is that? I'm like, oh God, give me that. <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Thanks yeah. for joining us. You. Thank you, babe. I love you. Love you. Bye. Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. Let's continue to support each other with kindness, empowered voices, and self-love. Visit us at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And listen, Bridget would love to hear from you. Don't be shy. So send us a DM or an email with your thoughts and what you want to hear about. See you beauties next time. This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own health care provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your health care provider or call 911 immediately.